This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. My name's Gianna and today we've got David Zidoni, Rhymes with Baloney. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Happy to be here. <laughs> of course. So, David, I'm excited to get to hear your story. But first, cool. give us a little bit of background. Who are you? Where are you from? How did you grow up to be a real estate agent? Uh, I'm from Southern California and uh, grew up surfing, goofing off. Uh, got into showbiz in my 20s. And when I got out of showbiz, decided to get into uh, something a little bit more stable. And because I was young and dumb, I thought that would be real estate. Oops. Um, and ended up having a great time, uh, enjoying it and, uh, been doing residential real estate now for 16 years. Awesome. And David, you know, how were you introduced to EXP that, um, that obviously wasn't your first brokerage. So where, where did you get introduced to it? How, why, by who? I was, uh, at a couple different brokerages. Um, and, uh, the one I was at before I was at EXP, I was very much growing, um, you know, becoming one of the uh, bigger producers and had a team. Uh, I had a partnership and that dissolved. And so then I was solo and building a team. And uh, one of the managers at the old brokerage where I was at, um, one day she just, uh, you know, kind of up and left. And she had talked mm -hmm. to me for a little bit. And um, and she mentioned EXP to me and said, you know, this is where I was going. And the the thing that really got me because uh, I'm a techie guy was the Netflix blo uh, blockbuster analogy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been so long, especially as you start to get into the management side of things, you know, looking at understanding, you know, what are we paying for and why? And, you know, mm -hmm. the days of the walk-in are over and, you know, post-pandemic, geez, even more than ever in this remote world. I mean, here we are doing a podcast and I didn't come to your studio. We're across the country from each other. That's the way right. business gets done these days. So mm -hmm. I had an idea of something that I wanted to do anyway, starting my own podcast. And um, as I was forming that idea uh the forward thinking and the progressiveness and it just made absolute perfect sense. So mm -hmm. I called up Peggy and she was like, yeah. And so I just kind of jumped out and did it all on my own. Absolutely. That's awesome, David. So um, I like, you know, what you said, it's, it's a virtual world and, you know, we can communicate across the country. EXP is international. So that's a huge advantage to it. And David EXP comes with a lot of cool stuff, rev share, stock options, collaboration, virtual worlds. So what's your favorite part of EXP? Why do you stay here? You know, for me, uh, you know, obviously everybody has to look at the bottom line of mm -hmm. their business and, um, 
the ability for me to be able to have once you get to a certain professional level in your career, um, you know, you're going to be looking at splits and I hate talking about commission splits, but the stock options uh, were, were actually a huge part of the beginning of me thinking about realizing there's no gold watch. Um, mm -hmm. And then the capping and the ability to recoup your cap. Uh, you know, that's something that, you know, I never, I never anticipate not being an icon because that's the goal I've set for myself as far as the amount of business that I want to do. And that just means that, you know, I'm basically a hundred percent all the time. And the, uh, that was the beginning of it. But now that my business has sort of transformed from, you know, I'm a local real estate agent, but I'm a, a podcast host helping first time buyers all over the country, being able to have an immediate contact with different agents everywhere who can mm -hmm. help me help them is yeah. such a huge part of what I do that uh, having uh, a brokerage that has such a strong presence everywhere with quality agents is really important to me. Absolutely, David. Uh, that's incredible. And you quality agents and a great culture, great morale, a community, really. And um, David, before we dive into all things production and iconing when it comes to being an EXP agent, tell me a little bit about you, your work-life balance. Um, how do you draw the line between work and play and, uh, you know, balance it all out? It's tough in an industry that can swallow you whole. Yeah, I think, you know, so a lot of the basics that I took, you know, I've been doing the 16 years and it's all been about mm -hmm. uh, self-growth um, as much as I'm learning about um, contracts and understanding the business and, and staying up on things. Uh, you know, I've been focusing on time management and, uh, you know, a lot of the basic principles of business. Um, yeah. So I'm just continually... Uh, reading. We, we as realtors have a lot of time in our car. And I think at the very beginning of my real estate career, I heard, you know, one of my coaches talking about like, you know, if you sell, you know, 35 houses a year, that's enough time in your car that you should get a master's degree. So wow. I'm all about audible and podcasts all day long. That's awesome, David. Um, you know, and it's it, this is just an industry of continuous growth and self-improvement and having to be coachable and teachable and it's always changing. So the skills, the way you sell, the way you influence, it's always evolving. So to keep up with that, I, I like that mentality, David. And um, let's talk production, right? So um, you are in California, which is going to be a lot different than a market in, you know, Kentucky and uh, just Alaska, right? So this is a question I like to ask. So the listeners can kind of gauge what kind of market you're working with. So what's the average housing price look like for you out there in Cali, the market that you're working and how many houses do you have to sell to be able to cap? I am in uh, Southern California between Los Angeles and San Diego in Orange County, which, uh, you know, before the real housewives of Orange County, people used to know it because of Laguna Beach. Now, unfortunately, they know it because of that TV show. Um, but it's uh, a beautiful part of the country. Um, entry level homes, you know, around $800,000. Um, so, you know, traditionally over the past 10 years or so, you know, about 25 transactions, uh, because I do a lot of first time home buyers. Um, you know, I'm capping usually, uh, after a dozen or so. Um, but, uh, 
this it's one of those markets that I learned very, very early from going uh, to conferences and conventions and that I immediately would look at other people, you know, that if we had, you know, a median sales price of 900,000, I would be looking to the people who had a median sales price of 200,000 or 300,000 and following (laughs) their techniques because, there's two ways that you can, well, there's more than two ways, but there are two main ways you can grow a business in the area that I'm at. You can be a luxury person, which has much longer uh, lead times and much longer uh, contract times. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can kind of play the mixed bag and have a little more consistency. And in order to do that well, I follow the people that do a lower sales point, but they're doing, you know, a hundred transactions a year. And I don't mean a hundred transactions with 10 people. I mean, maybe just them and an assistant or them and a buyer's agent. So following them has been the key for me. Right. Absolutely, David. And, um, you know, kind of not, what did, what did somebody tell me a couple podcasts ago? Like R and R rip it in, um, like rip it and ride it, rip it off from them and influence yeah. it, work it into your business model. And so, David, my next question is going to be, you know, aside from production, you have to take a step back and give back to eXp. That's why the culture here is the way it is, the morale um, and the constant training that's put out into the world. So what's your cultural commitment and why do you choose that? Well, for me, uh, when I made the switch, I had actually created a new business model that I knew the cultural commitment of EXP was going to be perfect. Um, I'm by Disneyland and I worked. Yeah, I worked at Disneyland (laughs) that that had became my niche. So, you know, like people will have like they start either cops or nurses or a hospital, you know, Uh, I, I had a group of people from Disneyland. Many of them were first time home buyers. I worked with them for years and years and years. I saw so many different people say, you know, great. That's your stepping stone. Get past that. And then it's listings, 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 listings. And it was like four years ago where I went, this stinks. These first time home buyers where I live are six, $700,000 and they're getting treated really poorly. They're giving to people that are brand new agents without, you know, in a lot of other places that have really minimal training. Um, and they're being ignored by a lot of the bigger, you know, quality, good, experienced agents if they mm-hmm. Google. So I wanted to find that uh, that culture that uh, had a giving spirit and understood that. So I started this podcast for them, and it's a training educational podcast. And if they want to, they can reach out to me and go, dude, I like you. Who do you know that's like you in Nashville, Chicago, Florida? Wisconsin. So this year, uh, I'm at 123 referrals closed where that I have just given out to other agents from people who listen to my podcast and, um, it's growing and it's becoming a large part of what I do and being able to continually have education be a part of real estate. I, Mm -hmm. I respect, and I I'm very, you know, there's just a lot of great people in this business. There's a lot of people that are building business models um, and so that they can just continually churn and burn. 
Um, mm-hmm. For me, I've decided to work with the education first and let the business come. And uh, what I found is because I picked the first time buyer niche, uh, they are really neglected and they are so thankful when they come to me and then they're so thankful when they go, you know, I just, I want to get started, but I don't know who to start with. And all I'm doing is I'm just playing matchmaker. I'm just changing their, their Google search down to the right people in their town. And Mm -hmm. that's really helping me. That's awesome. And David, um, I'm going to ask you one more question about the icon award. And I want to, I want to pick your brain a little bit about your podcast just for the sake of listeners. Um, so, uh, David, my last question about the icon award is going to be, what's your favorite part, right? You get your cap back in stock. That's more money in your pocket. Um, especially cause it can multiply and, and stocks are low right now. So that's kind of exciting for stock awards here. And then, um, you know, you get a big glass, shiny trophy, the opportunity to go to EXPCon and shareholders. So um, why do you keep Icon on your list of standards? What's your favorite part about it? So it's such a loaded question. So you do want me to answer the one that like I'm supposed to tell the public or, you no, know, I want you to be transparent. Like, yeah. Be brutally yeah, honest. Dude. It just money in my pocket immediately for mm-hmm. doing nothing more than I was going to do at any other brokerage anyway. That's what's mm-hmm. so rad. It's just, it's amazing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, uh, I also take advantage of using the stocks on every transaction anyway. Um, yeah. It was, it's been a huge boom. I was lucky enough to get in and, um, you know, be able to watch the stock split. And, uh, you know, just knowing me and my wife are like, oh my gosh, we actually have something here that we don't even think about that's actually right. going towards our retirement. Um, but the concept of being able to know that there's a, a group of people that are working uh, at a high level that you can, that you can, uh, uh, you know, have conversations with and have a community with um, that's something that's, that's really exciting to me. And um, I'm excited this year is going to be my first uh, uh, icon con. So I can't wait to go and, see everybody and say hello yeah that's really cool david icon con that's cool i love that um that's exciting that's coming up quick october right yeah yeah october 11th through the 14th so that's Mm -hmm. pretty exciting and um david tell me a little bit more about this podcast right so why did you start this how do you keep it going that consistency is obviously key um but you know what are some just key points for realtors out there that are looking to start a podcast like damn what the hell am i going to talk about for how long how do i do this who do i talk to um what's my audience and why you know how did you start this what's your story there well, it's the very long story short is I was working with first time home buyers and I saw them being neglected, uh, honestly disrespected. Again, um, full transparency. I'm a salmon swimming upstream and I'm cool with it. I think the real estate industry has a lot of fabulous parts, but just like a lot of other things in life, I, I, my personal opinion is it's a freaking shame the way that they treat first time home buyers and it blows me away because all these people that are super smart and talking about building all their teams and doing everything from listings, listings, listings. I'm like, dude, it's 32 to 34% of the market share every single year. And you pass them off to complete novices who, and you don't give them enough training and you aren't there holding their hand. And it's a, 
in my area, it's a $700,000 purchase. Just give it a little bit of time before all the first time buyers stand up and revolt. If you don't believe me, see GameStop and the stock market gang. This is a new world of people and they're living like realtors are living like the old days. Like you put a sign in the yard and that's how you get a buyer. And sure. that's, and they're much more sophisticated and they want different things. And I mm -hmm. felt really bad for them. So I started the podcast to help educate them. And then eventually after the education, it was like, okay, look here, not just here's how to buy a house, but you know, step two really should be picking your realtor. And I mean, realtor, not lender. Cause when I Googled first time home buyer, I got 18 pages into it before I gave up because I didn't see one realtor. It was right. all lenders and uh, God bless all my lender partners. And I think it's fantastic. But when you're new and you're trying to figure out what's going on, the realtor is the hub and it sounds incredibly mm -hmm. narcissistic, but that's the way it works. And your realtor to a local lender is the strongest partnership. And the way to do that is to go through the realtor first and then talk to local lenders if you can. And so by, tr by trying to help educate these people and set them up for success, you develop such a great relationship with them. They're so happy. They're so loyal. They're so enthusiastic. And mm -hmm. so I just have just been giving education and then I'll get into all the details on what you want to do, you know, and everything from writing offers and bidding wars and inspections and all that stuff. But it's amazing how few experienced agents are talking directly to the first time home buyers. So uh, mm -hmm. in, in being able to give back to them, and help them out uh it's become a full-time business for me now uh and that's you know i'm spending half my day talking to agents all across the country um you know seeing if that is the right fit for them you know i tell people look i'm not i'm not asking you to do you know 12 first-time buyers for me this year although what my guy in portland i think he's had seven this year um mm -hmm. but i have said you know if you want to mix a few in and build your client database that way Sure. Then it's a partnership that we can do. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's it's it's a great idea. Um, you know, feel free to. I'm not saying you know plagiarize David's show, but take the ideas right. Start your own version of it and um, let it apply to your market. Right. There, so um, you got to start yeah, somewhere, there, and all ideas are inspired. So uh, influence oh, totally. in some way. There's a great group of podcasts that I actually just started. Uh, kind of connecting with and partnering with they're called city cast mm -hmm. and they're in okay. the major metro areas uh like denver or, well not the but some denver salt sure. lake and they're constantly growing uh, and they have smaller podcast audiences but it's the same format that people use for youtube when instead mm -hmm. of having a youtube channel that is like i'm the best realtor in salt lake city it's what are the best things to do in salt lake city and then you're the sure. resource. So you can do local podcasts too. Mine happens to be national, but I know local podcasts that are doing, you know, some great things and you get a smaller group of people listening, but you know, they're the people that are in your area. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome, David. And like, that's your sphere of influence, right? Um, you know, it may be smaller, but those are the people that um, are in the market. They're, they're great excuse me, I have the hiccups. They're, you know, reliable leads. They're good yep. lead for you follow up on. Oh my gosh, the worst time to get a hiccup. Hmm. <laughs> Hold my breath here for 30 seconds on the show. No, not really. Um, but you know, it's, it's like, just don't think I idea. can't feel 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, you know, it's a great idea. And, um, you know, if you're a talker like David and I, you know, get a microphone in front of you, use it. Right. Um, we yep. live in a world where we can, we can make money off of this stuff, which is crazy. <laughs> um, so David, you know, if somebody were to come up to you and they're like, Hey David, you know, I'm new to EXP or I'm a rookie real estate agent that just came over to EXP. Um, you know, what, what do I need to do to be able to icon this year? I want to set that on my list of goals. The money to earn back is awesome. Um, but you know, I am either new to the brokerage or just new to the industry. So what are some goals they need to set out for that or, um, major mistakes to avoid? I think when you're looking to grow your business, uh, the key is to, you know, I, I, I'm completely fine looking back and realizing the mistakes that I made. And I was a big sphere guy from the beginning. And I was so dedicated to that, that I really missed other potential, uh, you know, possibilities for me to grow my business. So, yeah. you know, I, I would say, one, if you're going to do one thing, if you're just going to cold call or you're just going to sphere, realize mm -hmm. that you're going to have to do that like at 115%. So, you know, I'm not a fan of trying to do six things well, but I think trying to do two or three things well when you begin, um, whatever your strength is, you know, um, I mean, there are a lot of podcasters who became bloggers because they're just incredible writers. And, um, you know, if you if you have a sphere and you're really working a sphere, that's great. But, you know, mix in um, open houses. And that's the great thing about the relationship at EXPs. You could talk to so many different agents and, and, you know, as the market shifts and homes are actually on the market for more than 14 seconds, then, you know, you might actually have an opportunity to do an open house mm -hmm. and um, touch as many people as you can and stay in touch with them, communicate with them, find new ways to communicate with the clients, um, whether it's through video or, th or through text. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a great old business guy named Brian Tracy who talked about, you know, one of his simple things for people to do to get better. Um, you know, in today's world, it just don't watch 30 minutes of TikTok in the morning, read 30 minutes about your industry. And, sure. you know, he's some of the people who, who followed his advice, saw their business double. And so they said, okay, forget it. And they started getting up early and they read 60 minutes. So it doesn't have to be anything intense, just a cup of coffee and you in the morning sun um, and just get educated. So when people ask you questions, you can talk back. Right. And David, I'd like, I like what you said, you know, play on your strengths. Some people that aren't so good at talking have turned to blogging. And if you're one of those people, partner up with a podcast host, right? We don't know everything all the time. We have to do our research too. So if you are our quote source, you know, team up, use that as your podcast blog slash um, use the, the podcast as advertising for your blog. You can find a win-win here especially in EXP, right? Because it's that collaboration and that partnership. So that could be a really good idea too. Um, so David, were you ever skeptical of EXP when it was first introduced to you? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I was, I was totally skeptical. Uh, mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with uh, anything, but my own uh, personal path and personal vision. Um, sure. You know, when I started, I was with, uh, you know, one of the bigger brokerages and uh, like everyone in real estate, you see the 80, 20 rule. And I was like, dedicated to make sure I was going to be part of that 20%. And I saw a lot of the 80% blaming brokerages. And sure. 
I saw that business model going away where the bricks and mortar of people walking in the door was an older idea that people could say, well, I want to go to this place because more people walk into that building. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, this was 2005 and I was like, gang, the internet's here to stay. And so I saw people jumping ship and then I saw, and, and I also had so many people coming to me trying to get me to do something else to mm-hmm. supplement my income because yeah. I was a realtor. So I was very skeptical when people came to me because t- in talking about the downline and everything else, I was like, I don't want to supplement my, my income. I just want to be really good at this. And mm-hmm. then someone explained to me the, the Netflix blockbuster where the rest of all the bricks and mortar and the other people out there, uh, you know, it's it just from a very simple standpoint, it's too much money. And so you can't give back to the agents or take less from the agents. Mm-hmm. And then, so once I got past that hurdle and then I understood that the culture was also something that I felt aligned with and comfortable with, then it was a no brainer. Absolutely, David. And, um, you know, for somebody that's sitting here and they're watching this episode and they're like, Oh man, like, I don't know if I want to move over to EXP. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a cult, this, that, the other. So David, that being said, you know, how would you talk to somebody that's watching right now and convince them to, you know, make that leap and take the risk and come over to EXP, even though they're a little scared or their broker's kind of trying to talk them out of it? I I think the, uh, the pyramid scheme and, uh, the recruiting aspect of it and all that, it it absolutely is a way for people to make money at, at EXP. Uh, There's three streams of revenue here. Yeah. Uh, I would say if you are skeptical of it, uh, and this is Mm -hmm. my personal opinion and it probably doesn't follow company line very well, but it's kind of like you can open house, you can cold call, uh, you can sphere, you can do expireds, but there's a way to do what you want to at EXP. And if, mm-hmm. you know, the downline will come uh, eventually, but you don't have to come in and make that your goal immediately. And yeah. when I started thinking about it that way, I realized that regardless of that, it's that everything else was a better brokerage model. It was streamlined. Mm-hmm. You know, 80 to 90 percent of realtors are working out of your home anyway. Why am I paying for all that extra stuff uh, out of my pocket, out of every single, you know, transaction that makes zero sense? Uh, And, you know, quietly being able to work for a company that had a stock model that was smart and that was working and knowing that we're coming into a recession and you're going to be able to be putting money into something as growth is going to be happening down the line. um, Mm -hmm. It's it's just it makes so much more sense for the long run uh, because you you get into it what you, you know you get out of it what you put into it but the difference is there are other places you there's only so much you can get out because they only have so much to offer you know there's continual training here at every other place I went to the training depended on which top producing agent was any good that year and wanted to do something in your local uh-huh. office in your local area you know sure. But now at EXP, it's all the time, anytime, every time. Yeah, 
Absolutely, David. That's that's incredible. And um, I think you've shared so much valuable information here, whether it comes to growing your brand as a real estate agent or making that move to EXP and why. Um, David, you're going to be at EXPCon. We did talk about that. And then um, if you guys want to reach out to him, do so, right? We live in a virtual world. Hit him up. Um, ask him about his sphere of influence, his podcast, ask questions, you know, figure it out. It's okay. He's got, We're here to share our secrets at EXP secrets, um, which is awesome. Again, a great part. If you're interested in coming over to EXP, come straight to the source, ask an agent, right? So I think it's been an awesome episode. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with today, David, as we wrap it up? One of the things that I would probably leave is just that, um, I told myself for a long time to keep my head down and not be like those other agents who are blaming their brokerages. And uh, boy, I wish that at some point um, I had just had a little bit more open mind. So I respect and I understand if people are thinking, oh, no, I don't need to change brokerages. The brokerages is the problem. I know what I need to do. I just need to work harder. I hear that. But but let's there is an opportunity for you to work smarter and you can continue to work harder, but there's a better business model and you can work smarter. And that's coming here just because it's fantastically streamlined without losing any of the good stuff that you think you're getting anyplace else. Right. And be rewarded for your hard work much more handsomely than a plaque that you actually have to pay for. Right. Um, So I think that that's uh, great advice to wrap it up on, David. I look forward to seeing you in Vegas and thank you so much for your time. And um, obviously, if you guys are interested, check out how to buy a home podcast because I'm going to check it out after this episode for sure, too. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, David. Have a good day. Thank you. 